I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Language. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Into the castle. Here's what you missed last week, nerd. Lost you. Bruce, what about this? Detective Chet the Gecko is on vacation in Hawaii, and he hears about this other gecko who lost his magic surfboard named Moki, and he hires Chet the Detective to find his magic surfboard. Ooh. I like it. Crossovers. Yeah. I've... When when kids know all Pretty my good. different series, I always tell them, "Oh yeah, Chet and Moki are yeah, their second cousins." Ah, <laughs> oh, see, see, they want the Captain America, Iron Man, they want the crossover, they want the team ups. And there he is. Hi. Just fixing a setting in my Skype account. Oh my god, dude! Not doing, not rec- not uh, editing the shows that we did before I left, put me in like such a hole that I had to do like, you know, four four nights in a row, and then like I had the one last night, but then I had to like split it in half. Now we're doing one tonight. Oh we my are gosh. rocking and rolling. Dude, we're rocking and rolling. We've done more shows than like a late night TV show. You know, it's yeah. like every day, and there's like another guest coming on, and they're like famous and fun, and you know, it's like having Bruce Hale on, and Corey Ridings is like when Letterman would have like Steve Irwin on, you know, and then he has like Drew Barrymore, those, Drew Barrymore, and then like one of those, <laughs> one of those like animal people that like brings out all these wild animals. Oh yeah, um, like I used to. I love those shows. I remember like. I know. Remember Jay Leno was such a pussy about it? Yeah. He out like a lizard and he's like, oh, get it away. I'm like, oh, is it going to hurt me? I'm like, you I always remember Letterman was always like so brave and would be like, all right, I'll hold this giant, you know, um, iguana. And Letterman would always like stand up and like get away. I was like, you sis. You sis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at the underscore podcastle. Yeah, we were at a pumpkin patch, so that song is like almost a year old for me. Apparently that song's been around for like ten years. I thought it was like a new song. It's just now like it it was like a little kid's song, and now it's like doing that thing where it like transcends. Because it, it just sticks in your fucking head. I like um, when we talk about Baby Shark. And I think I mentioned that on social media one time. And Heather chimed in, John loves Baby Shark. And I was like, wait, does that... Oh, he has, probably has to listen to that. They, those parents probably have to listen to it like every day. And then I said to my boss the other day, she mentioned Baby Shark. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was just talking to somebody about that. And her grandson, he's like eight months old. She's like, that's all we have to listen to in the car to like calm them down it's like baby shark it's right. everywhere like it's, like, n- it's wow. nothing it's nothing that uh we listen to repetitively but like for a while there when she was really young the only thing that would like make her like happy was hearing that ridiculous song that lovely like if she was upset and we and every we ran out of all the like you know things that we do it's like our last resort play baby shark play baby shark <laughs> it's so weird 
Twitters. Oh, I was watching uh, a 35-foot great white shark uh, lurking in the kill zone. A Super what? Predator. It's a Shark Week Live on YouTube, Discovery UK. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to check this out. Have you been watching Shark Week, like catching any of it? Well, I guess so. You're watching it now. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, cool. I, w- I watched this one dude uh, from yesterday where these two sharks, like, one shark attacks another one and like takes a chunk out of its body this great white just chomps down on this like other shark it wasn't another great white that's great and and takes a giant a giant heaping i want to pet every one of them they're awesome they're really cool ladies and gentlemen we have a guest tonight this we have Corey riding so john i think the last time we had her on she was getting married a couple months so I gotta ask her if they're still married. <laughs> okay. Gotta gotta dick into that. And oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I she know used the, she used the term luddite in an email once. I need to like bring that up and see what that's about. The Remember, I was talking about coming to the show, and she's like, "I'm a luddite. Send me." I still use email, and I was like, "A luddite? <laughs> a luddite? Like L U D E T? L U D D I T E? I think." Oh, luddite. What the Lutet. hell? I don't know what that means. Sounds like a Nintendo character. I could Google it. Um, but we're going to bring her on. Uh, Corey Ridings works at the Ocean Conservancy. Um, she's going to be talking tonight a little bit about uh, work she's doing with fisheries and climate change. And uh, I'm really interested to hear about the uh, climate change. Wait stuff. a minute. Um, I told her before the show I was talking to her. She's really funny, by the way. I was like, yeah, we can do... Know, uh, like, how long is the interview tonight? It was like 6.5 hours. She's like, well, I can do that as long as I have bio, bio breaks and 12 tall boys of Rainer beer or something like that. And then I said, she's like, what are we going to be talking about? I said, 18th century uh, French history. So brush up. She goes, ooh, French history, my favorite. I love it. She seems like one of those girls that would be in our circle growing right. up. Like, she'd be cool. She's like a Corrado kind of cool. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. Right. We've had her on, and, and she's she's a delight. But... Uh... I want to know if, like, now that she's married, has her, like, wildlife excursioning um, slowed down? Right, yeah, we'll find out. Hence the term ball and chain. Ball and chain. We're going to bring her on. Corey oh, Ridings. Oh, I hate it when the... they show these uh, seals getting swallowed oh, whole. No. <laughs> They're just they... flying around in the ocean, like, doing flips and spins, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> They did one recently of a of a whale, humpback whale, eating a uh, seal. It was really disturbing. Hey, Corey's I on. Thought, hey, what's hey, up? Hey, there she is. Are you at <laughs> work? Uh, I am at work. Wait, so you're at the Ocean Conservancy? <laughs> I am at the Ocean Conservancy. No way. Yes, from our Santa Cruz office. Wow, and you have the calendars oh, in there. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I recognize need... the calendars. I have, I have one binding. here. I have one on my wall back there. It's I'm going to need a contractor. I'm going to need some spackle. And I'm going to need a day laborer because my brains are all over the wall behind me. Seeing that image right now. That's amazing. What, from her calendars? <laughs> Your mind yeah. is blown? It's like when you – seeing the calendars in there at an organization I love. And at Corey, who's like our favorite guest. We were just talking about you for like 10 minutes of how, how much we like you. Seeing that is like hearing the name of your favorite movie oh in the gosh. movie itself. Like when they're like, right, 
when Kevin Costner's like, like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You're like, he said the name of the movie in the movie. Right, watching. right. <laughs> like when they say the title of a TV episode in the episode, you have to do sorry a shot. To, sorry to waste your time, Corey. Thanks for coming yeah. on. How have you been? Yeah. I've been great, thanks. How have you guys been? Great. Good. You're married now. Yeah, I got married last year. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. How's we were that talking been going? About that. Yeah, what? How's that going? Tell us everything. Let's see. Married life's pretty solid. My husband's a math professor at the local community college, and nice. Yeah, living large. Two kids. Did... No, how's it go? Uh, dual income, one cat. I think that's it. Yeah. So. That's, it's so much better. I got married last September. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, it's like a, it's like having two incomes. You know, you can spend all kind of stuff that you normally wouldn't. Right, yeah, and, it's just like a pile of money. And we have yeah. a joint account now, so I found a loophole to use that. Like, we'll use that for bills and saving up for, like, vacations and stuff. But I found a loophole. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to Target and get some stuff we need. But while I'm there, I'm also going to get some stuff that I want, you know, like, this Jaws, D- Jaws 3 DVD and a case of beer. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's for, for the marriage. It helps me. Um, John, when he got married, too, he, he brought up this thing where once you're married, you can just start making up traditions. Like, oh, yeah. well, I always watch Empire Strikes Back on Thanksgiving. That's a <laughs> yeah. tradition. Yeah, you just invent tradition. That's hard. That's one of our traditions. So it, it like, works. You know, I'm like, sweetie, I always watch Friday the 13th, five, three days after July 5th. That's why I can't go to your parents. Like, this is a tradition. This sounds um, yeah. really familiar. Yeah, right. apparently I missed that memo somewhere along the line. Oh, sure. really? <laughs> but, but what's new with you? There's, there's like, a lot we want to talk about. Um, we mentioned in the thread going back and forth 18th century French history. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, being at Shark Week, happy Shark Week, by the way. I know you're doing um, a lot of cool stuff, and you mentioned specifically work that you're doing uh, with Ocean Conservancy as far as fisheries go and climate change. Mm. And I, I know those are two very big, broad topics to just say, tell us about climate change. It's like, <laughs> that's like saying, tell us, tell us about your life. It's like, tell us that it's just too late. How old I am? Am I? But like, can we start with the, the climate change? Is there like a certain initiative that you're backing up or focusing on right now? Right. Um, like what's what can you tell us about that? Well, you're absolutely right about climate change is just like huge. Like, what does it even mean? And even when you narrow it down to something like climate change in the ocean or even climate change in fisheries, there's still just so many things to think about and talk about. So when you think about fish and ocean ecosystems and water temperature and stuff like that, and then also you're talking about the people involved. So what is it going to mean for fishing communities and coastal communities and fishermen and people like us that like to eat fish? Oh, my gosh. So there's so many pieces to the puzzle just to jump in. And at this point, there's a lot of managers, policymakers who have recognized that there's a problem as we see warming temperatures, ocean acidification, things start to change in the ocean and it's not mostly for the better. How do we adjust for that in the way that we manage fisheries to make sure that people have fish today and people have fish tomorrow and same things with jobs and coastal infrastructures? So we're seeing attention from local policymakers all the way up to folks on the Hill in D.C. who are saying, "Okay, we recognize there's a problem. What do we do about it? So right now, most people are at the phase of saying, "Okay, 
how do we break this problem down? How can we think about it? So there's groups at the state of California, uh, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, um, as well as the Ocean Science Trust are starting to bring people together, uh, fishermen, environmentalists, scientists mostly, saying, okay, how do we think about this and what can we start doing? Um, as well as other groups like the Fed, the National Marine Fishery Service has produced a lot of good documentation and thinking in recent years on how to prepare our fisheries for climate change. So it's a lot of sort of process and science at this point, but a lot of it's really interesting to dig into. And it's, it's nice to see that our policymakers and managers are sort of trying to get out ahead of it. Uh, we see things like, for example, shifting stocks on the East Coast. You have fish that existed by Florida, which are now hanging out in Maine. So what do you do with that? You know, fishermen who are used to catching a certain fish, recreational fishermen who like to go after certain fish. Like, how do you change the permitting? How do you change the environmental oh safeguards? Questions like that. The yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're starting to get there, too. So, Just yeah, it's a, a mountain crazy, of red tape. It's I know it's so much, and you worded that perfectly. But you said I know. two things that really stuck out in my mind, and 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 um, the first thing is the acidification of the oceans. That's something that uh, like literally keeps me up at night. And then the second one was seeing fish where they shouldn't be. Recently, there were hammerhead sharks, which are a tropical fish that were seen off the coast of Ireland, and you're seeing what? like different stories of these fish that are coming closer. And closer uh, and migrating, uh, migrating is not the word, but you know, in, in different areas like where, adapting. They, where they shouldn't be or where they're not usually, I should say. Um, so I guess my question with you, as far as the acidification goes, what is the like most crucial thing that can be done right now? Because that's something, um, I mean, if you just look at like patterns of coral reefs and what's happening and how poisoned these oceans are. Uh, I don't need to tell, I mean, you're, you're the expert, obviously. Everything you guys do, are doing is great. But, like, what's the most crucial thing that needs to be done right now? Is it, like, halting of um, – I know climate change is the biggest thing, but is there, like, certain immediate measures as far as, like, uh, I guess government regulation that can be implemented to, to help slow this down? Well, stopping greenhouse gas emissions and carbon emissions is the number one thing anybody can do. So whether you do that you personally – out of the ocean. Yeah, kind of up to you. Yeah. Um, and whether we do that as a nation um, – you know, these are other questions. There are obviously a lot of international efforts that are going on that uh, the U.S. is and is not participating in around that. Uh, but I think you guys are probably aware as being educated on this topic, you know, as a as a world, we're not doing so great right now in limiting our carbon emissions and really making no. the debt we need to. No, we're terrible. We're taking steps <laughs> yeah. backwards. It's like we're poisoning ourselves. I won't That's even make exactly it. Exactly it. I won't even make it a, a political show, but I mean, there's just so many things that have happened in the past couple of years that have just set us back with progress. And there was, and it's not oh, really? like we were we were sailing high, you know, like <laughs> hey, we got this. It's like no, no, we're 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 barely surviving. We're right. killing ourselves. But let's let's yeah. roll it back even more. It's like being shot, and then being like, hey, instead of helping you, let's uh, let's cut your arm. I know it's right. morbid, <laughs> break your leg, but it's. But it's really stupid of what we've done to set ourselves back in the last three years. Yeah, I get uh, really dark on it sometimes. You do you have you guys seen Snowpiercer, that movie that came out like three Christmases ago? No, I keep hearing about it though. Yeah, what is that? I've heard, <laughs> it's I, this, like, amazing sort of fantasy sci-fi movie that's 
based on some future where we've really effed up things based on climate change. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. My wife was telling me about that, and I kind of <laughs> tuned her out because I was like, I'm watching Friday the 13th Part 4. <laughs> They're all in Hulu, by the way. I've been watching them every night. I'm really depressed this week. Oh, But, man. yeah, I've heard about that. It's like, yeah. But, anyway, go on. I'm sorry. No, it's just a really cool movie, but it's like it's one of those things where as, like, scientific nerds, you sit around and you're often thinking about numbers and graphs. And then when someone actually puts it, like, into an amazing movie with all kind of visuals – like, I'll be sitting here thinking about climate change, and all of a sudden my head will just go to some future where we're all eating, like, praying mantis patties because insects are the oh. only ones left on the planet, and you know, we're living in some massively unjust world. Well, it's massively unjust future world. Mantis yeah, meat. No, that's such a good analogy. That's so but, true. Yeah, it's a great movie. I got to check that What's out. What's it called again? Snow, Snow Piercer? Snow, Snow Piercer. Yeah, I kept hearing that and I didn't know what it even was. I was like, is that a <laughs> yeah. sport or is that like <laughs> something that I'm just I'm just so out of the I'm out of the conversation. No, same as these. I gotta I gotta check that out. Snow piercer. Um, well when they talk about climate change and when you know it's a discussion that uh, more people need to have, do you find in, in your work legitimately Obviously, it, it, climate change is a discussion that has, more people are joining in in the last 10 to 15 years, but more so now because it's more important than ever, and it's going to be more important next year and the year after just because of how bad it's getting. Or more people starting to like listen and pay attention, like companies and things like that. Or, I mean, do you see any like progress with people are starting to like join the dialogue and go, "Yo, we need to, we need to shape up." Because I mean, you're looking at like even NFL stadiums are doing more like, um, oh, the Eagles. Uh, yeah, they're doing just. Corporations, industries of business in general are doing more things to slow their, their carbon footprint. And a lot of it is too little, too late anyway. But right. do you find like, are you seeing progress like on a happy note with some of this? I think that's really funny. Did you just mention the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So our chief scientist just met with them yesterday. Yeah, they have oh, like the really? greenest, which is crazy yeah. because they're green. They have the greenest stadium. Yeah. They're, like, There's I solar they're panels the most- all over it. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Wind turbines. Eagles. Lurie, man. Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah, he's good. He's the owner yeah. of the Eagles. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, we're cool. from we're from Philadelphia, so we're pretty tight with the Eagles. We go to a lot of the parties, um, <laughs> a lot of the clubs. You know, I have a Bugatti outside. No, I, I've never met them. Um, but so, but you're seeing progress with this. And as far as uh, like acidification goes of the oceans. That's really scary. It's basically like, uh, it's not basically, I, I can't analogize it as well as you, but it's like being poisoned in your own swimming pool and yeah. things are just getting worse. And it's like, what, like what think about doing? how many times boats have driven over the ocean throughout history. Like just imagine like a, a map of every boat moving and that boat is just dumping its gas and, and crap and whatever else. Yeah. Shit. Urine disgustingness trash yeah that's just there's no way that that's not affecting things right and then with climate change you're just heating crap up and taking oxygen out it's like what are you, yeah. what are you doing it's a chain reaction too you know you it get is. Rid of, it's just it's wild um but when you talked about the fisheries i know you've written a lot of articles on this in the past um You've written some articles on it in the past. You've written a lot of articles in the past. But what what are you doing with that right now? Like, what's 
what's the scoop there in Santa Cruz? <laughs> the beat. By uh, the way, I'm in Santa Cruz. I'm right next door. I think I see your. No, I I, I can't back that up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool though if we showed up and we're like, yeah, we're here to do the show, and like we weren't allowed in <laughs> because they're like, sir, you're not on the list. I'm like, no, no, we're friends. They're like, sure you are. I'm like. <laughs> so well, we do about climate change, fish, and sharks. So yeah. you guys are always invited. Next time you're in Santa Cruz, come say hi. Oh, there we go. Oh my gosh, we'd love to. Invitation. Yeah. Um, but what, what's going on with like the fisheries? You mentioned this before, and I wanted to talk about it because I know you're you're heavily involved in that. Uh, what are, what are you focusing on right now? So now I'm focusing a lot again on the climate change piece. So trying to mostly help with the federal group, the Pacific Fishery Management Council, which is loosely in charge of managing stocks off of our U.S. West Coast. So working with folks, working with fishermen, working with managers, trying to, to come up with some solutions about how we can prepare for climate change. So that's including some um, thinking exercises that the council is going through right now. That's working with scientists at the agency and the state to try to pick out What's the, what's the biggest risks that we're facing? What are sort of the low hanging fruit that we can do in management to start being more prepared? Um, as well as what are the kind of the pinch points here for fishermen and industry? So where are we gonna start seeing these impacts and how can we be prepared to both um, approach it with conservation in mind, but try to support our industry? So for example, as we see fish physically moving, uh, you might have issues with permitting. So as we have new fish coming over the border from Mexico or fish that are traditionally fished off California moving to Oregon, how do we make sure that we those stocks are protected conservation-wise, but also we have plans for when fish exit, but also for when fish enter so that fishermen can get faster access to those new species. So things like that. Nice. And they're educated on it. So it's like they kind of know the deal and they can, you know, communicate with each other and, and know like what's going on oh, because that's just yeah. so huge many of us. Yeah, we have a um, right. You know, more like, and more, as you were talking about earlier, like the, the understanding and the fluency generally and the, the impacts and the realities of climate change on our environment, I think, are growing. You know, every year more people sort of come on board there. I think the political lines are dissolving a little bit um, and yeah, good. Kind of accepting in a, in a wider way that climate change is the threat it is. And so how do we adapt? Right. And when you, and when you talk about fishermen and new species coming into certain areas and overfishing and effective climate change, I, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but most responsible fishermen are going to do the right thing and you know, because it's a business. They want to thrive. They, they don't want to overfish. But you still have overfishing in a lot of parts of the world. And you still have countries fishing endangered species and things like shark fins for, you know, stupid things. What's the answer to that? I mean, there's a lot of answers, but is it mostly, like, heavily penalizing these people? I mean, it's tough with international maritime law to, you know, even stop it before it happens. But is like education the main thing with these people or is it just penalizing these like corrupt countries that don't really you know give a shit about any of it that's a really good question it's probably a suite of all of those things so the difference between sort of um like subsistence fishing in southeast asia for example where 
the protein most people are getting in their diets there is dependent on the ocean. So if you have a small community where people yeah. practice fishing for a long time, you know, how do you, uh, you know, promote fishing that's both sustainable but respects how that's been uh, traditionally part of the culture and is essentially needed. Um, uh, I, I lived in the Philippines for a while as a Peace Corps volunteer, and wow. the fisheries were very sparse, very overfished, uh, but you had people who were desperate. So, of course, they knew that there's certain kind of fishing practices like dynamite fishing were not sustainable, but dynamite fishing. that position, the options are not, you don't have an option, right? Like if, if it's between dynamite fishing or feeding your family or your neighbors, you're going to feed your family and your neighbor. So that is a very different sort of conservation and development issue, social justice issue than say something um, like the industrial fishing, pirate fishing that's done on the high seas where there's yeah. practices that are very destructive to tuna populations, um, but are done regardless of the fact they're considered poor practices or illegal by their home nations. So detrimental to, to fisheries on a large scale. I mean, in the US, right. we have a lot of protections in place. Uh, arguably, we have one of the world's best fishing laws and conservation provisions in place and how we manage our fisheries. Do we? If we're still importing 85% of our seafood, then that undoes a lot of the good that we sort of uh, demand domestically. Um, yeah, right. A quick fix for that is, you know, whenever you buy fish or eat seafood, always ask for it to be American. Yeah, good call. Hmm. You hear that, everybody? Hmm. Always ask for it to be American. Like, Not that's a good practice. Because otherwise, you don't know where it's coming from. You Corey, know, you what, can't is, really... what is dynamite fishing? It is taking a stick of dynamite yeah, and throwing that? it in the water, and it blows up on the reef, and all the fish within a certain radius are then either killed or stunned, and you can run around and put them into your bag. Oh, my Dynamite fishing? God. Well, like in a lake or like a... Just out there on the reef. Wait, so you dump dynamite like an I, I was like, water? I thought it was like yeah. slang, like it must mean nope. like you have a, so did I. a pole with yeah. a lot of hooks on it. That I seems think, like I, it's cheating. It's that's gross. Uh, it's desperation. It's dynamite. A, Dynamite's so weird. It blows up underwater. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Cyanide fishing is another one. People literally pour cyanide into the ocean. Oh, to kill good. Fish. See and add and that on top. So, I think it it tells you how you know how some communities are so desperate for food that they're willing to do those things. So. It's crazy. Oh, is that what they're doing it for? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's it's not retarded. That's politically incorrect. It's a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Maybe that dynamite will fall, blow up their little rowboat, and then the shark will wink. Have you heard say, uh... People say, Matt, sharks don't wink. And I'll go, they did that day. They'll go, no, no. Um, Corey, did, have you heard about the... Um... <clears throat> Alleged flesh-eating bacteria over here on the East Coast in uh, South Florida. No, tell me about There's it. There's some sort of bacteria. I mean, I'm trying. I'm just like following the news that there's, you know, a warning oh, at brain. on my beach. It's a slowly making its way down. In like a week, I won't be able to go to my beach. Some sort of weird bacteria, and you know, wow. multiple reports of flesh. Eating. That's why they closed. That's why they closed River Country in Disney World in Florida because they they found that flesh eating 
like amoeba thing in the water and they it, like we're, we're shutting dude, this down it never it hasn't gotten cold here in two winters you know like it didn't go below like 65 for one day so it's like our, our east coast shallow side of the ocean which is shallow for like a mile and then it goes deep is just like yeah. a tepid pool of filth that does not sound good no gross nasty bad and news Florida bears. had a horrible red tide last year right right yeah. and this is like a an evolved you know cousin Florida man I know America's basement no it's beautiful <laughs> Corey can I ask you a question about plastic in the oceans Sure, oh go ahead. Gosh. So not using not using plastic straws is a good thing. It's not the be all and all as we know, but it's it's good it's and it's, it has, it's been bad for a long time. But it's, it's starting to get adjustment. really sexy now. Like there's companies doing reusable straws and eliminating plastic. Like and like the pressure's on. Um, is this are you seeing the, this is a very helpful impact in your work in a lot in, in any way? Um, in this in 2019 because you, yeah. you you see more and more companies not using it or you have to ask for it and like who think about who it forced that to happen <laughs> right and plastic bags like out of too. nowhere like, look at the what's the lifespan or the life of a plastic straw or bag you take you buy it at the store you put groceries in it you take it home you throw it in the trash can it goes to a landfill it goes in the best. ocean a straw you put it in your fat little cup i don't know why it has to be fat I'm it is fat thinking about patrons diabetes Diabetes, and then you you know you drink the straw and you throw it out. I mean, but there, how many people are doing that a day in one location? I don't know, two thousand. How many of you multiply that in a metropolitan area like Los Angeles? You're coming like millions of straws and crap that you don't need a day. A day, is it? Do you see, Corey? I'm sorry to ramble. Are you seeing like a a good impact from banning this in your work? Like, is it catching on? It is catching on. I You raise a perfect issue because I think that's something that's really resonated across the country with people. It's the insane. bag ban. Yeah, you All see of a lot sudden. Of yeah. I'm like, oh. Thing. Like, when I lived in D.C., it was there. We have it out here in Santa Cruz. Uh, we have it. Uh, the bag ban was passed in the California legislature a couple years ago. Yeah, it is. It's really catching on. It's, it's great because I think it brings... Um, it really speaks to people about the importance of keeping plastics out of the ocean. So although you raise a good point, like what does that actually matter given like a bigger global production and use of plastics? But when people stop using the straw, when they go to a restaurant and they have to ask for the straw and someone has to explain to them, oh no, like, you know, we don't give a straw unless you ask because it's not good for the environment. Like it's a yeah. really great point of education. And I think People just broadly start to learn about it, and it makes everybody think a little bit more about their plastic consumption in general. Right, and people are so quick to jump on trends of like, like I'll just use gluten-free stuff as an example. Gluten-free isn't even <laughs> isn't even healthy for you. It's just it's not even good for diets unless you have celiac yeah, disease. Unless it's you have, just right, something, yeah, unless you're sensitive. But because to it. it's a, but because it's in the, you know, it's it's out there in, in pop culture so much and in your everyday in society, people tend to like Google stuff very quickly and look at what it is. So, so unlike, you know, something like gluten-free food or whatever, if you have a, a conversation about plastic and why it's bad and that's catching on, you're seeing that everywhere and that will resonate and stay in people's minds. It has in mind, you know, I, plastic straw is something you, you don't ever really need to begin with. I'm never seeing anybody running around like, I need a straw. You know, it's kind of for lazy people anyway. Like, who uses a straw? But 
uh, the fact that it's catching on so much is great because you're kind of like an outcast now. If you're like, I need a straw, and you're kind of like, what did you say? Do asshole. What did yes. I say? Oh, I did it. Five-year-old. Right. But like, uh, what? because I'm not a smart man. I think man. it's an Can awesome – I think it's. I think the straws yeah, are an awesome, awesome like reminder of what we've done to ourselves. It's like no, you can't have those straws anymore, jackass, because we're killing the ocean. This is what you have to drink out of because they're all so terrible. They like fall apart. The like paper ones or whatever they're made out of now. Uh, yeah. But it's like here. This is this is the beginning of what could be a lot more. It could right. it could Just get, get like a lot the- worse. Get the reusable ones, you know. There's like there's a company we had on Shark Week last year. Um, the guys that do the shark, the dorsal fin bracelets for um, yeah. Shark. We had this company on. They do you know sustainable, reusable, not reusable. They're bracelets. They don't go bad, but uh, they're made out of um, like friendship material bracelets. that are good for the environment. And they basically donate like half the the proceeds to um, you know Ocean Conservancy or Oceana or, or whoever they're they're partnering with at the time, but. They just started doing uh, reusable straws that are like these cool, sexy like straws, and they're making sexy. like a killing, and they're they're making all this money, and it's just so you know it's educating people. Um, right. I don't know anyone that drinks out of you know plastic uh, cups or anything. Anyway, I mean myself, I use you know water container reusable one every day. It's cool looking, like you know you're just seeing that go. Right. People needing straws less and less. Right. And I hope that this continues to snowball, you know, and. Um, out there what are when the i wanted big to ask thing you, will be when like all the food stores completely eliminate yeah. and they force you to just bring your own reusable bags because uh we can do that that's not like impossible yeah, why not, not just make that a flat rule like they did with the straws and why aren't you doing that you know how to fix that problem is when somebody's like i need 50 bags for this stuff you call them out in the store, like you get on the horn or like the speaker, and you're like, "Attention, everybody! Batso here in four needs all these bags for her Marie calendars." I, that's so mean. That's terrible. Um, Corey, I hear microplastics a lot mm. in the news. What exactly yeah. are microplastics? I'm not a smart man. I should know. Um, this. So I'm not an expert on microplastics, but I can tell you the little that I know is essentially there. Very small to microscopic plastic beads that are used in a lot of different products. So things, usually people point to things like face scrubs. You know, you use it and it feels like you're actually scrubbing your face. Um, but they're, you know, well liked and I guess used by the beauty industry. However, when you push them down the drain and they go out to the ocean or the river or the lake where they ever uh, end up in, they're so small that they can be ingested by different animals within the ecosystem. So it makes its way oh, okay. actually into, I think, the digestive systems and sometimes even the flesh of fish and other animals. Mm. So then the kind of the direct people concern there is then when we eat those fish, we ingest the microplastics mm. and they're bad for us. Um, but you could also, you know, the, I think it's just another piece in the puzzle about how plastics are so pervasive in our lives that they're now becoming pervasive in the whole environment. They're kind of everywhere. So, and you can imagine how healthy that is for fish to be ingesting a bunch of plastic in their diet and having, you know, this plastic building up in their guts and in their flesh, so. Corey, you're so smart. You're like, I don't know too much about it, but here's exactly (laughs) what it is. And I'm like, 
If that's if you, just like s- like spitballing. I just said I would I would fact check that section right there. Oh, that's. I good. just feel bad for the fish who's like trying to lose weight and you just like can't get off that last like five pounds and it's like oh it's plastic <laughs> you ingested from microplastics. That's five pounds. Have you guys um, seen those photographs of the birds and mammals that ingest plastic and then they die and then their carcass. Um, goes away i'm forgetting about the word for that and then all the pieces of plastic are left sitting there and they died because their stomachs were so full of plastic that they could so sad anymore so yeah it was like my cat it's like eating 100 bad cheeseburgers and you feel like shit afterwards but you're like oh no it's in there it's not going anywhere yeah his body's doing nothing with this it can't metabolize even even when you see um on larger scales, like whales washed up, and they're like, it has 80 tons of trash. It's like, this is so sad. Yeah. It's, it's not so just sad. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, it's not just sad that this beautiful animal died. It's sad that there's that much ocean, that, that much trash in the ocean, that it happens like a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's becoming more and more common. Visual connection, because the ocean, you know, it covers 70% of the planet, and we see yeah. it from shore, we see it from a plane or a ship, but it, it seems inexhaustible. You know, it seems so big that we can do anything to it and it doesn't matter. But it's not. Right. You know, it, it's a finite resource. It's a finite amount of right. water and ocean space. And it is unbelievable when you think of, you know, they open up a dead whale and there's a Lego in there. And you're like, how yes. did that Lego get inside the that The entire whale? Death Star. It lives in the middle of the Pacific right. Ocean, but it does. And so that's how deeply sort of humanity has reached at this point in terms of impacting our, our, yeah. Our it's so everything. bad and so dangerous and just so sad how that's happened. Like, I really hope everybody listening to the show tonight um, really listens to what Corey's saying and like does your own homework and research. I mean, if you think about it, that's a problem. People think oh well, it's so big it doesn't matter i'm just going to throw this this you know this trash out the ocean's big it doesn't matter it's it's like yeah it is big it, it's huge it covers like you said 70% but there's also like 7 billion people or whatever on the planet and we're we're <laughs> yeah. really doing a lot of shit to it Been and really in comparison like it's that, that it adds up pretty quickly totally. and you're seeing that you're, it it adds up quickly and yeah um, one fact i like about fisheries um you know ocean conservancy works in the gulf of mexico and red snapper yeah really iconic and culturally important fish down there um but there what are is it red four, snapper yeah mm. red snapper yeah right you go oh delicious right but there's more people who want to go fishing for red snapper than there are red snapper in the gulf of mexico oh so my goodness you look down, you're sitting there on your buddy's dock and you're fishing and you're like this is freaking awesome like i'm having a great time i'm gonna catch me some snapper beautiful snapper how Oh, no. What's that? Oh no, we lost her. Oh, no. Did we lose her? Uh oh. Maybe they shut off her feed. They cut her down. Let me add her back they in. Shut her down. Get the intern out from under your desk and go check the the wires. Check. Did the they connection. shut her down? That'd be bad. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna going on a public yeah, we... forum. What happened? It's about to get what political. If, uh... What if somebody did come in and was like, we're talking, you're talking, you didn't approve this, this media outlet and they started like cutting it up. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're worried. This is going to, you know, uh, hit too many ears. 
Yeah. What if what if that happened though? You saw some mean guy. It's like this is not media approved, and they it was like a Trump kind of guy, and they just started like smashing your computer. And it's like what? We're nice guys. I gotta I gotta email her. I don't uh, have her like her number. I can't believe she's at um, at the Ocean Conservancy. That's crazy. I didn't even think it was a place. I thought it was just people running it from you know the internet. Yeah, and there's like it's like it's an like actual the, an office. structure. Well, I mean, duh, they make like hats and bracelets and shit, so they must have some sort of brick and mortar. I like the term brick and mortar. I know. So do you do it's it online? Mortar. Yeah, what is mortar? Is it like yeah. cement? <laughs> so why not say brick and cement? <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, sorry what we lost heck? you. I just, I just emailed no. you. I didn't have your number, and I was like, I guess I'll just email. But as you said before, you're writing you're, her a letter. You're a luddite, luddite. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, we need to talk about this. What word. does that mean? Yeah, what is luddite? Uh, a luddite is a historical group of people who uh, were in new technologies, I think, in the 19th oh, century. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Mention that. Sorry about that. My computer just froze on me, so. Yeah, it sometimes happens with Skype. We thought, and I, I know we're going to wrap this up soon. I know your time is limited, and you're so nice to take the time to be on the yeah, show, especially at Thank work. You. And like, it's it's almost seven thirty, and you're there doing this, and you're just that's very awesome of you. No, thank you. All guys those for being steps. In the and being in the fish, so. I would, and I'm, I wanted to ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Good. No, you go ahead. I wanted to ask no, Corey no, that. Oh no, you go ahead. It's no, twenty you. minutes ago. No, go, 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 go. Um. Corey, I forget what I was going to say. This is very embarrassing. <laughs> it was really good, too. Really. Oh, I got it. Ocean yes. Conservancy. Why I thought that the feed was disrupted is somebody somebody in, like, upper management, which is probably you, but maybe someone above you came in and was like, this isn't media approved. Shut it down, writings. <laughs> Shut it down, writings, because Ocean Conservancy has their own podcast now, and it's called my ocean a podcast and they're on itunes spotify they're on all the stuff that we're on Podbean. i like to think that they heard somebody there heard Corey's one of her past interviews and thought we need to get on this podcastle thing <laughs> like these guys did and then they started it take them down i don't need an answer to that Corey, but because I, I don't i know it's not true but are you have, have you familiar with this podcast that they do because if not you should go down there and go yo I was on the podcast like 80 <laughs> times. I've been on Roku, Spotify. Like, if you need any tips, like just like throw your weight around in there. Do they really have a podcast? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Go to um. Go to oceans.org. Uh, you'll see <laughs> CoreyRidings.com. No, that's not real. Um, I don't know if it's a real uh, fishy official podcast from you guys. But it's some blogger that is like affiliated with you that posted uh Oceanwise? No, it's not that. Hmm. It's something else. It was somebody who was affiliated with you guys, or maybe <laughs> I I don't do you have do you, does Ocean Conservancy hire people that aren't like full W nine employees that do like contracting? Because I think it's somebody <laughs> like that. Okay. Because there was other links. I saw this podcast website. There was other links to organizations that weren't Ocean Conservancy. So I'm thinking it's like <laughs> one of those outside guys. Um, but there's Is whatever the, that. There's a group <clears throat> called Octo, 
what's it called? O O C T O Ocean Communication or something like that. But they do a lot of cool like video and podcasts and digital media products that are exactly that. Oh. They're like um, oh. of different stuff from different organizations. And Ocean Conservancy, I think for a while we were hosting it. So it's, I bet it's that or something similar to that. I don't even know if we're still the people who do it. but um, You guys are awesome. You do so much. Thank you. By the way, I work for a nonprofit organization myself on a smaller scale. So I know what it's like to do like donor relations and talk about things. And you guys are so good because I, I still get calendars because I'm, I'm a monthly donor. I've been a monthly donor since like 2009. Thank you. But you guys are very good with like communicating to your uh, you know donor base and constituents and being like transparent of what you guys are doing. And yeah, I think you guys are like the greatest um, not-for-profit organization in the world. You're doing such good things. And you have really smart people there. I mean, as evidenced by yourself. It's crazy um, just how much. Deal. It's crazy how much is involved. Uh, yeah. If you want to clean the ocean, <laughs> it, it seems so simple, but it seems so just impossible. It's crazy. You got to get like all these different groups involved, and I don't want to make your make sure. I don't want to. I don't want you to be homeless. I don't want you to lose money. Uh, you right. know, I don't want to like pollute something else by cleaning this. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, Plastic Oceans International. Corey, I know, I know, uh, you were kind enough to be on the show, so I won't Thank keep you. Thank you so much, longer. Corey. Uh, yeah, great seeing that. you again. Before you go, is there anything you wanted to mention? I was just going to say to the to the listeners, um, please go to oceanconservancy.org and donate. Especially this week, it's Shark Week, but also uh, every week, there are so many yes. um, things that they're doing uh, that really could use help, and you guys are rocking it. And I really encourage everyone to make a donation. Um, that's you too, Mom, if you're listening. You, know, it's, uh, <laughs> you wanted to do nice stuff and help us make like a big donation, and um, yeah, support support the organization. So, uh, oh, Corey too. I, I messaged Corey on Facebook. I was like, I'm gonna find Corey on Facebook like a year ago. And I guess you don't go on Facebook a lot. No. So I found I found <laughs> you and like I stalked you. Good and for I, you. I was like, add as a friend. And I was like, I'll, I'll like I'll like connect with her because Facebook's so good at connecting people. And I guess like months later, I got this notification. It was like Corey accepted your your friend request. And I was like, I'm in the circle of trust <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. It was like it was like awesome. I was like, yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm like in the circle. Like yeah, yeah. cool. And then I got this Basically restraining order. In. Um, it's weird. No, I can't back that up. But, but Corey, I want to thank you so much for being on. You're like one of our favorite people ever, and I admire everything you're doing, and everything you're doing is great. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your support of Ocean Conservancy, and yeah, go, uh, go Shark Week. Absolutely. Happy enjoy Shark your, Week. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and thank you so much. You too. Bye, guys. Cheers. It's Corey Ridings, man. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Like John's, like John going to Frank, Frankie and Angelo's for dinner with Jeff. She's good. She's good. I always like to do long She's goodbyes because you, you always tell me like you can't you just let them go. But I feel so, yeah. I feel so happy that people still like people want to come on the show and talk to us. Oh, why? So I'm always they? like, that, yeah, that's true. I was thinking about that today, John. I was like, we've had Marty York on. We've had. People from like great nonprofits like Corion. We've had Sean Kanan, uh, P. Holmes. Kind of oh wait, no, not yet. Not yet. We haven't tried though. We got to try. I know a guy Don't that was try. on a show. 
Zach Sherwin, he's a buddy of mine. He's been on his show before, and he knows him. I should ask him. Tell him he was going to be on the show, but I had we had to cancel for something. He's the writer of the epic rap battles and history raps, oh and he's like God. a comedian. I listened and to a he, bunch of those uh, recently. Some of them are oh, really good. Yeah, like Ronald McDonald and uh, the <clears> Burger <throat> King. I like the like Han Solo and Boba Fett. Oh, Darth yeah. Vader versus Luke, you know, like Superman versus Batman. Herma versus Nancy Levine, like wild <laughs> stuff. Nan- Nancy Howard. Oh, right. Yeah, right, divorce. Huh. Um, that was fun, though, man. I hope I wasn't jumping all around the place. I was just excited. I feel like we've been doing a show every night, and it's uh, we're just rolling, man. This feels like the job now. Like This should be the I main know. thing. We should be I doing know. this every day. I know. We must will it to be. Must will it. Will I'm starting to put down my guard too with uh, like at work. I, I usually, except for a few people, I don't ever mention the show because I don't want like work people listening. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but and be like, hey, I heard you talking shit about me. But now I'm like, I gotta leave early. Like I got someone on the show tonight. Like I'm starting to make that a priority to where they're like accepting of that. Like okay, yeah, no, you got to do what you got to do because it's like I'm doing this. You know, this is my thing. Yeah. So we'll do. This is what I want to do perfectly every time I do it. Right. And I just want to be able to say soon, I got to go. I got to do, got to do a podcast. And we'll go, we to, oh, we'll, we we'll probably see you tomorrow. And I'll say, no, no. Required hours back. this week. I'm not coming back. I'm doing the show full time. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. The question that the world has is, did Matt and John drop the ball on having Bob on the show tonight? Because I think we promised him last Friday we're doing a show Wednesday. And I don't know if we ever told him no. So is Bob at home in his basement or at his apartment going, hey, guys? Hey he would have said, he would have said, uh, he, he would have said something on the thread. Are we still uh, podding up tonight? He disappears. So I, don't, I think I get fine. a bullet in my head. Um, John, did you see the uh, talk about the Eagles and all the players and what they're doing this year and the team? that they're building and you mentioned you just don't want them to get injured because the way they're positioning this team on paper and is like, like and putting the pressure on way too early guys every every facebook post by the eagles facebook page uh everyone it's, it's all about deshaun and wentz just like tearing it up which means deshaun hasn't lost a step uh, you know, it takes a while for fast guys that are little like him to slow down. You know, like they, like Ricky Henderson was fast forever because he was oh, a yeah. little guy. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton, perfect. Um, they're little guys. They're, they're little pistols. They're bullets, you know. It's... And Wentz... Uh, penises. Wentz just needs protection. <laughs> yeah. You got to protect, protect Wentz, man. If history has taught us anything... With this franchise in the past three years, and you he, really need to protect the quarterback because we don't have foals to back us up. Like this is the I know this is the silver dick that we're riding on. He has. What do you a, feel about uh, that? Are you upset? Yes. See, I'm bittersweet. I should. I am sad that Foles is gone. I feel like Foles should have been the quarterback. He won a Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. I feel like he's the main guy. I know. But at the same time. I'm glad he's going to a team where he is in the in the pocket and he's number one. And he's not just in that – not that he was really in the shadow, but he was in a sense. He was the backup. Yeah. The fact that he can, like, shine now in a team that's not going to affect our record in a right. different division. Right. I feel like that's – that's just my – Another my conference. Difference. 
Um, I agree, <clears throat> but I and I also think that Foles is only successful when he's an underdog. He could never be the guy. Like we could have never like not signed Wentz and went with Foles because then Foles would have like it would have been too much expectation. He succeeded because expectation was nothing. Yes, you even mentioned this that year. last. You mentioned that last year, or maybe it was even early this year. About he was kind of the underdog that the, the pressure wasn't on. He's like, well, I'm here. I'll, I'll, I have no pressure. I'll do what I got to do. Your guy mm-hmm. got injured. Yeah. You know, the main guy got it. So I, I feel like yeah, it would it would put a whole paradox thing if he was in the main. You know, if he was the the quarterback, starting quarterback from day one. That that's like, all right, man. The pressure's really on. He's like, yeah, I'm the backup, and no one expects anything. But you know what? I threw 37 touchdowns and two interceptions in an entire in one season. It's pretty. Isn't that how, usually how it works? And made too? It to I mean, the not... playoffs. My right. first season, my first full season, so I can do this. And that's how it works too. It's dick like too. not huge dick, massive, massive wiener. BDN. And yeah, for life. For life. And it's um, I haven't. But it's like that's kind of how it works too. Not not always as as much as falls with those numbers, but like when you throw in the the, the guy, the backup guy, sometimes they're like usually the best one because they're hungry and they're kind of waiting in the shadows and they're like eh, the pressure's not really on me. You guys are already depressed. Your your guy got injured, so here I am. Like when you look at Pat Riley when he coached the Knicks and they had uh, a trying to think of the guy's name Patrick Ewing. Ewing, but uh, but somebody else. I'm Charles Oakley, John Starks, Manthe Mason. I think it was Starks. He had on the bench for a while. Maybe it was the quarterback. Was it Mason the quarterback from uh, Florida that also the, played football too, but then he played basketball for the Knicks? Maybe. Well, anyway, one of these guys, they were like on the bench all season. They were like a new player. Riley didn't really put him in. Then one game, somebody got hurt or somebody threw him in. And the guy scored like, you know, 50 uh, points or something crazy. And they're yeah. like, it's, it's kind of like in your face. Like I was here the whole time. It's kind of how that works. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird analogy. It's like I have it. It's in there. I just need someone to give me the tunes. Give me the tunes. <laughs> give me the tunes. As an opportunity. Um, I can't believe... Uh, I can't believe Corey. I wanted her to open the door and like I imagined like a, a tank, like a giant tank in the background, and she like with fish floating in, fish you know swimming in it. Yeah, this is the Ocean Conservancy fish An tank. There's, there's like a mermaid in there, and I'm like, whoa, they exist. <laughs> there's like a live mermaid that's like eating another Aquaman's mermaid. Aquaman's walking down the hall, <laughs> and Namor the Submariner. By the way, I've been watching the boys, and we had a uh, oh, really? we had an IT guy at work setting up computers, yeah. and I was like, "You watching anything good? You know, like, you know, the you know what's on Netflix now is like the new water cooler like conversation. It's what are you watching on TV?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm watching this great show, The Boys," and I'm like, "Oh, I just started watching that. Like, my best friend turned me on to this. He's like five episodes in or something." Yeah, he was talking about how great it is, and I was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." You know, it's a whole new spin so on crazy. the uh, on on the superhero it's genre. The Sokovia Accords. Yeah, that's what it was. I was trying to think of what it was, and I couldn't remember. It's like if the if I uh, cap, it's like if Captain America and all those other people signed the Sokovia Accords, and the government controlled the superheroes, and if Tony Stark wasn't a billionaire. Right. It makes sense, though. 
I was thinking about that because uh, I, I haven't watched it in a few days. I've been watching Friday the 13th. They're all streaming now. I've been watching a new movie every night. They're just as good as we remember them. That as. will put you in a bit of a depression, though, if you're watching like straight horror movies every night. I can't do it anymore. I've been really depressed this week and like listless. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this shit every night. Dude, so uh, the the boys is really dark. <laughs> like, I had to take a break from it after like the fourth or fifth episode. I was like, oh, really? this is fucking dark. Yeah, dude, it is like every, it's like True Blood, Game of Thrones, um, oh shit! Uh, like and then like I guess like the Marvel universe, with not the <laughs> same exact special special effects, but the special effects are still pretty good. Uh, it, it's intense. Sopranos even there's a kind of that kind of yeah. feel to it. At times, yeah, I can pick. I can pick that up. It's it's weird at, at times. You're like, what the fuck? Wow, I can't believe they're going there. I can't believe they're doing that. Yeah, what's going on? It's interesting. And Elizabeth Shue, like we said, she's she's a really cool character. Yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah. The Boys. I just like saying that. The what are you bun. doing? I'm watching The Boys tonight. The Boys. The boys. I know. Does Hay actually watch The Boys with you? Does she get into that no, stuff? No, I like uh, described that just opening scene where... Uh, Ajax, I forget the the speedster when he runs through that girl. I explain Ajax. Ajax, I no is that that's not his name, is it? No, I don't know. Is it something like that? Yeah, I can't remember what it is. But you know, black the fast, job, the fast black speedster. Um, oh my gosh! When he runs through her, and I I described that, and she was like, the "Okay, blood. I'm not interested." Right, but Hannah loves it. Yeah. Hannah's five episodes in. I don't know. No, when it was on, when she was around, it's. I had it on at one point, and she was oh, really? around, and she was around, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so." <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, probably better to filter that out. Yeah, it's just like I don't want her hearing that sound because it was like, it's dark, man. It's very it's dark. dark. Yeah, it's dark. Super You're an avid TV dark. fan. This is one of the best shows you've seen thus far this year dude it's really incredible how they fucking poke at every social topic that's at hand today yeah today topical Relevant. super like with the the way they weave it in you're like whoa okay uh i mean spoiler alert but in the first episode the aqua <laughs> the aquaman character uh is introducing the new inductee into the seven the seven is like the justice league or like the avengers they're yeah. like the group of superheroes that protect everyone but there's other people that have powers but they're just normal people and they have movies and shit like that but uh one of the seven dies so they introduce a new seven her name's starlight and she, he's like giving her a tour and it's just him and her and at one point she says like uh you know i always had a crush on you when i was a kid and he's like oh really and she turns around and his pants are down and they right. <laughs> oh ow yikes <laughs> i knew but yeah it's true um but yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna watch more of it i think i'm gonna watch some tonight i'm gonna take a break from the horror films it's july 
it's August. I don't know why we're really watching these. But what was the uh, show that Corey recommended, or the movie? Snow uh, Snow Pincer. What is it? Snow Piercer. Snow Piercer. What a really cool name. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that too. God. I think Jen actually talked about that. It was one of those things where I was like, yeah, like maybe I'll watch it. You know what it is? It's one of those like titles that you'll never forget, even if you just hear it once, because it doesn't make sense. Like you can't right. pierce snow. Snow pierce. I think that was it. Snow piercer. I gotta look this up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. I mean, you can pierce snow, but not falling snow. No. Are you going to cancel uh, Netflix or are you going to keep that for a while? I'm on the fence now. No, they, they do not. They are, dude, how did we call, we called this so early before everyone, everyone else is, everyone's talking about it now, how uh, Netflix is bloated. We have that in a description of a show from like six months ago. Right. We saw it coming. You called it. You said right from the beginning. You're like, here's the problem. Netflix is so it's too much. bloated right now. And they have and nothing. And it's true. I'm telling you, man, I have ADHD, so like searching a while for something to watch is nothing new. Yeah. But Netflix really makes it hard. I'll even right. go through nights where I'm like just – it's kind of late, maybe like 1030. I'm like, I'm just going to settle for something remotely interesting. And like Netflix, I'm on there, and I'm like, this is crap. It's like original programming that I've already seen. Right. And that's like Stranger Things and something else, and that's it. And then it's just like shitty movies. Like they're, even they're like categories. It's like classics. This is true. It was classics, and it was Pineapple Express. I'm like, what? When, when was this a classic? Like it's, it's a great funny. movie. It's a great movie. I don't know if it's, it's a classic, even though it is a really great movie. It is. Or no, it, that wasn't even classic. It was critically Not classic. acclaimed. Not a, no. And I'm just like. Was it? Uh, I was expecting like E.T. or uh, or Jaws or uh, Star Wars or Rocky or uh, none of that. Uh, Godfather or uh, Con Air or uh, My Big Feet. Uh, I think that's what the problem big. is. I think all like the really good movies, they're like the studios are like, no, we want you to pay for this because we know we can make a lot of money off of somebody that needs to watch Karate Kid tonight. So you can watch the next Karate Kid. You have to buy like the good one. Like, and with the I think. Another thing right. is the Disney, the new Disney streaming service. They're 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 pulling back so much of their stuff. I know. Wait, yes. wait till we we forget how much Disney owns. They're pulling all of their shit, and that's that includes Family Guy. I mean, that includes like everything. So you're just seeing like what's left over, and you're like, yeah, I guess I can watch Indiana Jones again, but I've seen that like a million times. The, like, they they're get... lucky that they have Seinfeld. And they're pulling that in 2020. That's already been announced that they're. Oh no, no. I think it was. I think it was the Office. They're pulling. So. Yeah, the Office. But the Seinfeld, Office and Friends. But I think Seinfeld will probably follow. Somebody will get. I'll keep that. Um. Again. Pompano. Uh, but with the Disney streaming thing. Uh, wait to get that. Wait like what a do you year. Mean? Wait like a year. They still have a lot of stuff that's like tied up other places that like can't be uh-huh. on that won't be on the streaming service for like a year. So I would like be patient and because you know those first couple are gonna suck. They're gonna have bugs and they're not gonna work right. And it's and it's gonna True. be missing a shitload of content. Apparently, this is a report. Good call. No, that's good. That, that makes sense. You know, it's so like, like wait till the bugs are ironed out. Yeah, they, yeah. 
Because what are they going to have off the bat? Like all the Disney movies? I don't know. I don't know the details of what exactly they're going to have, but I know there's going to be things in there that I would be searching for, and if they weren't in there, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, like there's a, there's kind of like a list in the back of my mind of what I'd expect to be able to find on something that streams everything owned by Disney. And if I don't find it, I'm yeah. going to be pissed. So I'm going to wait call. until everything gets over there. That makes sense. You know, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good advice. Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialitation. Even though the salad is something quite a tradition. You know what kind of scares me too about that is they're like editing certain scenes in old Disney movies because they might be offensive today. Like a woman's smoke, uh, you know, people smoking during a woman's pregnancy and Lady and the Tramp. And I'm thinking people aren't stupid. They know that that's bad and that right. the movie was don't made in our, Don't insult the, uh, our intelligence. Like that's like that's like right? Vince McMahon not admitting that wrestling is fake. Right. It's like we know, but it's like we know. Who is That's offended the whole by thing. this? I, I cannot let my children watch Lady and the Tramp because the men are smoking cigars in the other room of a pregnant woman. It's like, yeah, but in 1955, that's what they did. Do you know what they're I not, remember? They're not hosing down black people by the fire department, which is what they did. That wasn't in a Disney movie. That's offensive. I don't see that. I'm seeing You're just seeing people wanting to be offended. Time captured. Also, you know, like time is being captured. In that time... That was a common thing. That's just how humans were then. And it's not a bad thing. It's not something to edit out. But that's right. Disney. Disney is squeaky. They are squeak. squeaky. Even though. And so, itchy. Uh, itchy. I, 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 the only thing I remember about Lady and the Tramp is them in the spaghetti. That's the only yeah. thing I even remember. So it's not like kids even fucking notice this stuff anyway. No, and it's like a beautiful scene, and that was the magic of Disney in the 50s, and like, that's what you take from it. You don't walk right. away unless you're, like, retarded or something, being like, oh, that offended me. Like, that's that should educate you. Maybe, like, hey, we've come a long way. We don't do that anymore. But it's not right. offensive. Right. You know? Right. My mother like... said that as a kid. We were watching Lady in the Tramp. She's like, oh, they would never have that today. See, look, the man smoking a cigar in the house with a pregnant woman in the next room. That wouldn't happen today. And I was like, oh, yeah, it wouldn't. That's funny. They could do that back then because that was, like, acceptable. I didn't take away, like, this is dangerous. My mother wasn't like, you can't watch this. Right. I was I was exposed to it. Now I know the difference at age 37 that that was the times, and, you know, I'm not offended by it. Right. Maybe stop c- cuddling people's eyes with blankets right. saying, like, you can't watch this. Stop telling me what I can't watch. I don't know why I'm rambling about this, but... Don't no, tell me what man, I can't watch. I agree. I can't my own mind. Right. Like when people uh, were telling me that they're watching uh, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Classic. With, with like their four-year-old. <clears throat> and he's like, oh, it's good. And then all of a sudden they start punching and kicking and I had to turn it off. And I'm like, listen to me. Oh, my gosh. If you think your kid doesn't understand that punching and kicking is bad, but Spider-Man is spider-man he's allowed to do it i'm not spider-man like right. how do you not how, why how are you why are you afraid of teaching that right then and there so that they can enjoy the movie and right. it doesn't turn them into a you know web slinging badass yeah kids know the difference kids are smart for the most right. part and they know they just like these characters i right. love the ninja turtles i wanted to you know be a ninja turtle i wasn't going around like 
kicking people with, you know, hitting people with like a, a you know, a, a, a bow or something like that or a samurai sword. I'm not hurting people. You know, it's like a gimmick. I was putting my wrestling buddies in the sharpshooter. That's about it. The short, the wrestling buddies. Jake the Snake. Uh, Warrior. And oh, Hogan. Jake I only had Jake snake. the Snake. He, had and, the, he was well, the best. He had the snake wrapping around him. Yeah, he's him and Macho King. He was a king then. It was the only oh, one I had. Yeah, only the only ones I've had. Yeah, remember he had the purple tights and the crown and the glasses on? It was so cool. I had Hogan and Warrior, and they both had the belts. Because I think like they made oh, yeah. Hogan first, and then Warrior beat him at WrestleMania six. So then Warrior had it. I remember your Hogan. It was like coveted. It had like a lot of wear and tear. Like you guys really used that thing. Do you still have exactly. those anywhere? Or are those gone? I think they're. Uh, I, they may be in Betty and Jeff's basement. Imagine coming home one year for Christmas or visiting your parents. I mean, and they were like sitting at the table, and your mom's like. We renovated, or I don't know, we, we cleaned out the, the basement, and you just see the wrestling buddies all like sitting around the table, and you're like, creepy, but amazing. That was Betty would do. Betty's a saint. Jeff's funny. He posted a picture of the uh, throwback uniforms, and I, I kind of took this a little personally, because all these people on the feed were like, oh, they suck never bring those back again which and ones? i was like no no the the one the 1979 uh uniforms the phillies wore on sunday like the oh, all the burgundy oh, yeah i, I was them. like no let's not get rid of them they're kind of cool yeah and i went to the phillies instagram post uh page because you tagged me and people were like they suck retire them and i was like great job let's let's not be yeah. too hasty everyone these are great hey whoever's running the social media account the uniforms. like them Back and I was like, this. what do I care about that? And I was like, I guess because people are so easily, companies are so easily influenced by people's decisions. Like, well, we're not doing that again. I know. Some intern that does social media is going to be like, people didn't like them. Let's not do it again. I'm like, no, I love them. Let's 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 bring you them back. You know why? Because people they are idiots and they think that the uniforms affect their play and that they lost and, and they must have like True. lost uh, you know the series in them. So people are like, no, we hate them. You know, anything looks good when you win. Anything looks bad when you lose, right? Like the like you said before, the '80s uniform. You and I really don't. You don't have any hats from that era because they were so bad then. But you yeah, don't take yeah. that as like, well, they were bad because the uniforms. You were taking because it it's like a bad memory. Bad yeah, memory. the Phillies sucked for like ten years with those uniforms. Like that's uh, a fact. Yeah, they were like but dead last look, placed. Right, but they still look cool when like you see Harper come out in the blue, you know the oh. the turquoise blue. The baby right. blues with like the maroon hat. Like, there's nothing cooler. And we're in a time where that that look is it doesn't matter. You know, like there are no trends anymore. It's like throw back, throw throw forward, throw medium, throw high, throw low. I mean, we're right. nearing the end of times, so nothing matters. Nothing matters. Let's just fucking wear them. <laughs> Spider Man. Have you seen the Spider Man, um, the animated one? That won those the Oscars for best animation. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I watched that. It's really good. <clears throat> oh, it's so it's cool. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's dark. The girl. It's, the girl's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of the Batman cartoons from the nineties. Remember they were like edgy. Yes. Yes, the animated. I mean, they're series. different, but they, remember the Batman animated series? Yeah. They were like really edgy and. It was sleek. almost like a show, but animated. Yeah. 
animated. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time because he was he was like darker than the movies. I remember like you know Batman Returns, and you're like, ah, oh, it's like fun. He's cool. And then you watch the show, and it's like darker and like Joker scarier. Is, is that it's, it? Kind the, of reminds uh, me of that. Is that the Joker that Mark Hamill voices? I don't know. I think it is. Watch Luke Skywalker. Speaking of the Joker, when does that film come out? That trailer looks awesome. With Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, I think in like September. I think like soon. Or maybe it looks really maybe good. November to But like soon, dude. Like, holy shit, tomorrow's August. We are, by the time anyone listens to this, it will be August. It the humanizes Joker. The dog hum- days. Yeah, I, I'm not really, I'm not really into it because they're. That's the yeah. best. That's the best part about Joker. He has no origin story. He has like four yeah. different ones, and all of them like, at they're the end, lies. like acknowledge the other, and are all, they're all made up. He has yeah, no bullshit. origin story, so they're gonna give him one, and. I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool, but he's the villain. Like, how can he be the main character? It's you so think it's weird franchise? It's so it's not part of anything. It's like its own singular <laughs> project. It's a splinter project that they yeah, did. It's, it's not, not the it DC. Doesn't have to be based in the right DC EU. Historically, yeah, it's yeah. not, and, and that's been like washed anyway because Affleck left. DC stands for don't care. They're just do whatever the fuck they want. Dick cutters. Superhero films, though, a lot of it, the films, the sequels themselves are better than the originals, which doesn't always work with, uh, you know, movie franchises. But, like, if you look at, like, Wolverine, like, the third one was the best one out of any of them. If you look at Spider-Man, uh... Like the new new reboots are better than the ones they did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like they're one of those weird kind of paradoxes where they they keep getting better with sequels, where most sequels usually are worse than the original or not as good. It's like just... Jurassic Park, the first one's still the best one ever. Star right. Wars, arguably the uh, first yeah. three, better than anything. Yeah. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark beats any other one, uh, yeah. in my opinion. But like the superhero franchises, they like get better. Like they learn. They listen to what's yeah, working right they have such yeah. like a cheat compared to like what directors and writers had back in the day like yes. they watch what the fans say and want and they kind of probably take like a they take so much like information from that like what are they yes. not expecting you know like what is no one guessing out there that that's going to happen down the road five years you know, like, what can we right. hit them with that no one's mentioned yet? It's insane. Yeah, they listen. And, and to the, technology the, just makes making a comic book movie so easy now. With the green so screen. easy and so expensive. Oh, my god! But gosh. they have, like, an endless source of money. So many people. So, so they can match it. They can match it to what they have entire... If you ever look at the credits of any, like, Marvel... You they know, make MCU you look movie, at all of them. There's like departments with like 30 people that are focusing just on special you know, effects. special effects with this one character. Like there's a whole team yeah. dedicated to like Batman and that's it. They focus on him and all the intricacies and they listen. Like you said, they listen to the fans and to people watching the movies because a lot of these writers are fans and they believe in these characters. They're not just like right. making them up out of their ass. Like, let's make this guy have like, you know, a spider head or something. 
They're right. like, no, we need to like be He's um, Spider Man. He's Peter Parker. Pretty Grew amazing. Up in I know. Pretty dick. Pretty dick-like. The uh, Avengers Endgame came out on digital yesterday, and I bought it right uh, around oh, 8 o'clock last anyway. night while Heather was at The Lion King. <clears throat> and uh, the whole thing with bonus features, seven hours. Oh, my gosh. Good. Oh, my gosh. Good for them. I know. So the movie's three hours. Then there's like two hours of... I know, like an hour of like deleted scenes and commentary and all that nonsense. Then the Gag two reel. the two creators uh, do like a director's cut or writer the writers the two writers. Oh, nice! They rewatch the movie and they tell you all this behind the scenes shit. It's insane. That's pretty cool. I should actually wrap it up, brother. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Tweet us Slice at the podcast. Dick it. From the gentleman in charge of the. MCU franchise <laughs> 2020 of all decisions being made oh, to the man in charge of what kind of donuts his wife is buying him next week. I am Matthew Clark. Thank you for listening to the podcast's Nerd 35. Thank you to guest Corey Ridings of the Ocean Conservancy for being on the show. Happy Shark Week and good night. 